Well, good evening, everyone. It's uh, Joe Rayo and Joe Chaffee here on the, the uh, Joe and Joe Weather Show this uh, Thursday, the 27th of August, 2020. Uh, we have uh, a lot to talk about tonight, clearly. We have the, uh, uh, of course, Hurricane Laura, which made landfall this morning, uh, early in the, in the, during the early morning hours, and has now moved northward. But I, th- I think front and center... Uh, for those of you who are in the uh, areas uh, of uh, Long Island, especially central and eastern Long Island, Connecticut, uh, the Hudson Valley and points north and west, we got a lot of severe weather for the, late this afternoon and this evening, Joe. In fact, uh, uh, my understanding is that there was a uh, what may have been a long duration tornado that uh, uh, touched down somewhere in from in Waterbury, Connecticut, and uh, wound up uh, making it almost all the way down to New Haven. Uh, yeah, I uh, I stuff today. In addition to all of that, uh, the hail. We're getting reports of hail anywhere from dime to nickel size in many spots. Uh, but this was not uh, something that uh, caught anybody off guard. If they've been watching us over the last day or two, Joe, we we've been warning that uh, while Certainly, the uh, the events in the Gulf states, Texas and Louisiana, with Laura, uh, was quite significant. Uh, in fact, uh, just terrible to see all the destruction that took place down there. We kept saying that up in our neck of the woods, it wasn't going to be an easy go either. We're right in the throes. I'm as I speak to you now. There are cracks of thunder outside. Picked up about uh, 0.35 inches of rain in only about three or four minutes here. Tremendous downpour along about five o'clock this afternoon. More of this probably to come for another hour or two in many spots. And then we have to uh, rewind and get ready to do it all over again with the approach of yet another strong weather front and the remnants of Laura probably for uh, Friday night into Saturday. All right, three days in a row of severe weather risk. This is the first day. And uh, I'm going to start with the, uh, uh, the wide radar shot uh, this evening. And uh, we'll see this uh, current... This was this morning's warm front that moved northward, and I had a couple of show- uh, you know, a couple of brief showers this morning, and as the warm front moved northward, now that front's coming back the other way, and you see the uh, uh, line here, Joe. There's a line of storms running along the Pennsylvania-New York border uh, to about the Catskills, goes east-southeast uh, into Connecticut and over Long Island. Uh, SPC did a very good job today with where they put the watch boxes up because there's been very little outside the southern end of the two tornado watch boxes that we've had uh, that that they put up. And there's another line of storms in western Pennsylvania uh, that looks like it's bowing a little bit here, and that's moving southeastward, and that prompted the Storm Prediction Center to put up a, a new severe thunderstorm watch. So I'm going to run through those watches really quick. Uh, First off, uh, we were in enhanced uh, severe weather, northern New Jersey to the Hudson Valley, Connecticut, and Long Island, northeastern Pennsylvania. Maybe the southern edge of this was a little bit too far to the south, but uh, the general idea is you're never going to get it exactly correct. But they did a pretty good job, both with the forecast and then when they did the watch boxes. So this watch box here, it's uh, 7.02 Eastern time, by the way. So if you're watching this, on a replay, obviously it's dated, so be sure to check on any uh, uh, of the latest weather information. You go to weather.gov for your National Weather Service forecast office. But this is the tornado watch that's up for another hour, less than an hour, expires at 8 o'clock. Uh, a new severe thunderstorm 
watch is up until midnight tonight across southwestern uh, Pennsylvania going east into south-central PA, kind of cuts off right around Harrisburg or so, and the northern edge runs up to maybe just about from Dubois to uh, Williamsport. Uh, that is because of that second line, but very, very active indeed with this um, uh, with, with this um, uh, cold, uh, this front dropping back southward with these storms. It, I, I'm, I said yesterday that that five percent tornado chance sounds like a small number, but it really isn't. No, it, it, it for, the, for our neck of the woods. 5% is just about as high as I think we've ever gone. I, I, I may be wrong. Maybe if there was one time in the dark, distant past where they perhaps with one particularly or one uh, auspiciously, you know, strong uh, line of storms, they may have gone up as high as 10%. You sometimes see that out in the Midwest. But here, 5% is like waving a red flag saying, watch out, because uh, there most definitely could be funnel cloud, tornado activity in and around the region. And that certainly has happened today. By the way, Joe, I don't know if you saw the uh, interesting dichotomy of temperatures. At 3 o'clock today, it was 59 degrees in Albany. Yes. And at the same time, down in Beacon and Poughkeepsie in the uh, lower Hudson Valley, Dutchess County area, 87 degrees. And oh, yeah. A huge spread of temperatures for the, for this time of year. That's You don't see that too often, but uh, I noticed this morning – even from the start this morning, on, on the it was down in the 40s in a lot of spots up in upstate New York and in central New England. Uh, while it was uh, the tropical air, it was already in the 70s. So it, the table was set here for a big severe weather event, no doubt. And uh, th there hasn't been too much going on in New Jersey yet. We just have a cell now moving into the northwest counties of New Jersey. You can see there's one, two, three... Two, three severe thunderstorm warnings, and I believe one special marine warning, or it might be two and two, a special marine warning up in the sound and another one off the south shore. There's two severe thunderstorm warnings up. Oh, they just threw, but a third, by the way, Joe, is like is over you. So it appears you may now have a uh, severe thunderstorm warning where you are in Putnam and into Westchester County as these cells continue to kind of slide their way southeastward. Right. Well, we've, as I said just a few moments ago, I've been hearing cracks of thunder outside. Um, we, we had some heavy-duty rains around 5 o'clock. Then it kind of petered out. And now just literally before we started here uh, at 7 o'clock on Joe and Joe, uh, the rains have begun picking up again, and so has the uh, the thunder. So if you hear some cracks of thunder in the background, you'll know. Uh, that, that certainly verifies what you just said, Joe, about uh, what the radar is indicating uh, that uh, we do have some rather strong cells in the vicinity. Right, here's the, the uh, <clears throat> Central PA, State College PA radar, and you see the the, the line that's in the southwest and south and moving uh, into, from Central PA to Southwest PA, dropping southward. Uh, there's also some storms up in northeastern PA, go north and east of Williamsport up toward Binghamton. And just to get another kind of a rounded view here, let's see if I can go to the, uh, we'll go up to the Binghamton radar and take a look at that and see the storms from their perspective. And we'll just give the radar a shot to load. Yeah, I mean, it, it still looks pretty busy. The cells maybe aren't, perhaps they're not quite as strong as they were uh, during the middle to the latter, uh, latter part of this afternoon, but still pretty busy there on the, uh, on the radar. And by the way, real time 
lightningmaps.org, Joe. I can see those lightning strikes right over your house. They're there. Uh, I'm surprised I'm still on the air here. There's a bunch. I hope I don't lose power. There's there's a, a bunch south of there's me. Yeah, I have one cell that's south of me now, moving off the south shore. You've got one overhead. There's another one over Newburgh. And then there's a, there's other scattered strikes as you go north and west. Now getting some fresh lightning strikes up in northwest New Jersey. So uh, that part of the state, again, this was one of those instances where New Jersey, this time around, central and south Jersey and southeastern PA didn't see much of anything, at least not yet. Right. Um, well, we, you, we still have to wait for that uh, that line that you just pointed out a few moments ago over in uh, the western end of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania, in fact, um, most of most of uh, uh, western central uh, Pennsylvania is under a severe thunderstorm watch until midnight tonight. So that line looks like uh, they're thinking it's going to hold together for for a while. And uh, you know, don't don't speak. Uh, you know, you say that they haven't seen much of anything yet, but uh, we still got a few more hours to go of this, and uh, they may yet get into the fun, so to speak, Joe. I just got a text message uh, from uh, Jason Nappy, who works down at the uh, one of the television stations in Lafayette, and he, he, I asked him about uh, damage with Laura, and I'll get to that in just a second. I just want to go to uh, to Tornado HQ. Uh, you can take a look at the radar here from uh, from that website's perspective. Uh, you get a nice uh, nice shot here of all the different cells. This was actually from about uh, oh 15 or 20 minutes ago. I'm uh, looking at the tornado warnings that are working right now. Oh, there are a lot of tornado warnings in the state of Arkansas now. That and uh, that's with Laura, which we'll touch on in a second. But it's this particular one. Uh, that was about three hours ago. Of course, it's long expired. At 3.59 p.m., uh, a tornado warning was issued to severe thunderstorms uh, capable of producing both tornadoes and extensive straight-line wind damage located over North Haven or near Wallingford, moving southeast at 60 miles an hour. There was another one earlier at 3.09. So uh, my understanding is that that might be the same tornado, this one at 3.09 that started out in Litchfield County, uh, near the Cornwall Bridge. I'm not sure where that is. It's 13 miles north of New Milford and was moving southeast at 50. So um, according to my source uh, at the Weather Service, that uh, that might have been the same tornado that eventually wound up down near New Haven. And uh, there, there, there has been uh, damage out of this. So we'll get more information or if it gets texted to me. Uh, I will uh, certainly pass it on. So, uh, again, these are good websites, by the way, for those of you who are, who are interested in this. Uh, TornadoHQ.com. Uh, basically, you get all the tornado warnings as they come out, just uh, line up one after another. And the other one for the lightning strikes is a real is LightningMaps.org. And speaking of which, I'm going to swing this around because we're going to start talking about uh, – there are some big cells, by the way, going on in, in Ohio right now, too, uh, and uh, uh, some big thunderstorms in and around Pittsburgh and western PA. But I want to go down uh, toward uh, where uh, we've got Laura and take a look at what's on the – see if there's anything going on there. With I don't see much in the way of lightning strikes here, so uh, that's a plus. But sometimes you don't get the, th the thunderstorms that you wind up getting at these – uh, the, the, the tornadoes that form out of the circulation 
don't often produce a whole lot of lightning at this stage. So not, not too big of a shock that you're not seeing too much there. But we'll pull up the radar. But definitely there, from earlier, looking at all these tornado warnings that were out, the last one was uh, at 546 Central Time. This was in Lee and uh, Phillips and Francis counties and St. Francis counties in Arkansas. And another one, these both expire at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time, 6, 6.15 Central. Uh, this other one, uh, Lee Phillips, Coahoma, uh, C-O-A-H-O-M-A, uh, in Arkansas and in Mississippi. And that's going to expire. So they're, they're busy as well. Back to the radar shot. And I'll bring up the full U.S. view and we'll go down to the southwest. Let's uh, move this along. And there we go. I'm just, I was just blown away, Joe, by the fact that at the noon update today, the, it, the, uh, the center was near Shreveport, Louisiana, and it was still categorized as a, as a Cat 1 hurricane with 75-mile-per-hour winds. Very shortly thereafter, uh, they, they downgraded it finally to a tropical storm. But, I mean, like, that thing was over land for a good six to eight hours, moving on a good clip to the north and still managed to maintain hurricane intensity. That is that is absolutely incredible. Oh, it is. No doubt about it. Uh, what's left on the radar, you see the circulation is there. It looks like it's in southwestern Arkansas, and there's just this, you know, this arc of heavy rain that's sweeping northward. It's just kind of this arm uh, that's lifting up northward through the state of Arkansas, still getting some bands of rain down in eastern Louisiana, and those are lifting northward as well. So now we're waiting for this to make the right turn, which it's going to do uh, in short order. And I always like to see these storms, when you look at them on the satellite loops after they've moved inland, Joe, they uh, uh, sometimes they, 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 they have... Uh, they, they maintain that 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 signature, even right. though they've weakened. They still maintain that signature, and the, and this one very impressive indeed on on the latest loop. You can also see, by the way, on the upper right, uh, the severe weather that's running right now uh, through uh, the northeast, uh, particularly the areas that we showed you on the radar. But uh, there's Laura just still still stands out there, kind of. I, I I'm not seeing. A, a, maybe a slight eastward nudge, but eventually it's going to just make that sharp right turn because if you look up just to the north of Laura, those clouds are all moving from west to east. So with the next shortwave trough dropping down, it's really just a matter of time before it just uh, makes the turn. And then, we, as you said earlier, Joe, we start the, the ball game all over again. 58 degrees right now, according to uh, one of my Facebook uh, readers, James Walsh, 58 degrees at Chestertown slash North Creek, New York, as we speak, and that's up in the northern end of the state. And as you mentioned, Joe, the, the northern half of New York State was in the cool, calm zone. They didn't have anything to worry about in terms of uh, heavy rain or convection today, but it was the places that were south of that wavering frontal line, and of course, that's where we were in the tri-state area. I hit 90 degrees at 420, for goodness sake, and again, 40 minutes later, uh, the sky got black and down came the heavy, heavy, heavy rain. And this, and I started out this morning with maybe about five one hundredths of an inch of rain as the warm front, the actual warm front kind of rippled on past our area. And I, I, I knew immediately when I woke up, because I said last night, I keep the windows up for a good part of the night. But as soon as I woke up this morning, you could feel the humidity. I think it was already like dew points were already in the low 60s, eventually rising probably to around 70 
before all heck broke loose around mid-afternoon today. All right, bear with me because I am trying my best here. I actually downloaded a very long-duration loop of uh, Laura here, and I opened it. <laughs> I opened it a bunch of times on my to my computer, so I'm trying to to uh, to see if I can bring the bring the shot up. Uh, see if that works. Oh, there it is. Okay, so so now you see it. I I saved this. If you look on the Go site, folks, you can actually create your own loops and download them uh, very easily. But I wanted to at least get this uh, particular loop. I went back uh, to uh, overnight just before it made landfall, where you see the eye is so well defined coming ashore. And uh, Joe, you know, they talked about the big story yesterday uh, with respect to the expected storm surge, and apparently. Uh, the uh, storm kind of wobbled a little bit to the east at, at the last minute, and it spared the city of Lake Charles from the from from the be the deep storm surge. But um, the, he he said the text that that Jason said to me there was catastrophic damage at wind at landfall for uh, the parish that he doesn't meant he didn't say what parish it was. You know, you work for a TV station, you got doing journalism, Jason. You got to put the parish in here. Okay, so uh, I, from my memory, the uh, parish, the neighboring parish is Jefferson Davis Parish, uh, which includes the city of Cameron. I believe it includes Cameron, Louisiana. So uh, we'll, we'll, I'll wait to hopefully hear from him. He's probably on the air right now. But um, the, uh, the that, that wobble apparently caused the storm surge to be at about nine or ten feet. And, and from what I've heard so far, there has not been... Um, uh, the, the storm surge didn't take uh, any lives, thankfully, and uh, that that may be because perhaps they got were able to get just about everybody evacuated, which would have been a good thing. That is a good thing because there's always somebody. It always seems that there's always somebody who insists that they're going to ride it out, and uh, uh, more often than not, uh, that's the last time we ever hear from those people again. Uh, I don't understand why. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the way, that's the way it goes sometimes with certain, with some people. Yeah. But, uh, uh, what are you going to do? That's that, like, it, yeah, some, some, some folks, uh, they think they're going to, they're, they're going to be the ones to make it. I, look, I, I, I everybody's got to make their own decisions about what they, what they are, are, are going to do in situations like that. And I've said many times. Uh, and you've heard me say it too that uh, you should follow the advice of your local officials uh, when it comes to uh, tropical storms and hurricanes. Uh, we, we, you and I can't really give you the answer, but they can. And uh, also go to weather.gov and go to the, the hurricane center nhc.noaa.gov. So Laura, now as we said, the next uh, story is going to be uh, where uh, it's headed, and it's going to be to the east. But uh, before that, we do have. Uh, some uh, severe weather risks to get through, and uh, just hang, bear with me, Joe, because I think I, my my, uh, I have so many windows open at the same time that my computer just got uh, stuck for a moment. Usually it gets understood. understood. Usually I it did gets. That I did a, uh, I did one of my short fused updates at twelve forty five. I think I must have had like eight eight or nine windows open, and I was trying to, you know, it was like playing Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on, everybody. And you know, I'm trying to move one thing into another position or whatever. It's, usually, uh, usually, if I got too many loops running, 
it becomes a problem. So I'm getting some motion here. I'm just trying to close the uh, the U.S. satellite loop. So that, that should give me a, a, a little bit more work with. But until we do. Now, we've got severe weather risk again for tomorrow uh, per the Storm Prediction Center. It's a little tricky tomorrow because the, the frontal boundary is going to be uh, back down on top of us. So... I think tomorrow is going to be one of those days where we're going to just probably we're going to have to watch the hourly obs to see just exactly who's in the warm sector and who isn't, uh, because north of that you're going to have temperatures in the 70s again, and uh, south of that uh, you're going to be up about 90 or better. So uh, it, it's going to be a little bit of a of a game in trying to figure out who gets it. But I think I got my windows working. Again, so let's see if that's yes, I do. So let's do let's look at that and we'll take a look. Now, here's tonight's severe weather risk, of course, and we don't want to forget there's also enhanced risk uh, back in the Dakotas. That's a long area, uh, and it's right at the base of that what that that fast moving jet stream uh, in, coming down out of Canada. Now, for tomorrow, the Storm Prediction Center uh, brings the severe weather a little bit further to the south this time, so the northern edge which they actually have adjusted further north, marginal risk uh, to Long Island, New York City, and to uh, your neighbor's house, but not to your house, Mr. Rayo. And uh, that runs back up over the Great Lakes. You've got slight risk, Western PA, uh, all the way back into Iowa with an enhanced risk in southern Wisconsin, northwestern Illinois, and eastern Iowa. Also, the slight risk you see in Kentucky, Tennessee, northern Mississippi, Alabama, that's Laura now as it's turned to the east. And we'll move to day uh, day three. And remember, this started showing up at day five. So on day three, the Storm Prediction Center has a slight risk of severe weather from uh, uh, northern South Carolina, northeastern South Carolina, through much of North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, southeastern Pennsylvania. The slight risk just to about New York City, uh, and then it makes the turn back across northern New Jersey. Marginal risk goes up. Uh, into uh, southern New England. I, I, I kind of like the... Tomorrow's a little tricky, as I said, but I kind of like, after looking at what was what's going on for Saturday, uh, the way SPC has this set up, I think, makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, the Storm Prediction Center was talking about Saturday, and they said that uh, there were two camps. Uh, one camp, which included the European and the uh, UK Met, uh, kept the remnants of Laura separate, uh, uh, keeping it as a separate identity, and actually intensifying it uh, as it moved off the mid-Atlantic coast late Saturday and Saturday night, whereas the other models, some of the shorter-term models, such as the NAM and the GFS, they more or less absorbed the remnants of Laura with that cold front as it arrived at the uh, mid-Atlantic coast on Saturday evening. Uh, so it depends upon what model you're using, and it makes a little bit uh, of a tricky uh, thing to try to determine, you know, where do you draw your uh, various uh, zones for a slight risk or a marginal risk of uh, severe weather. But I think uh, basically, if you just tell people, no matter where you are in the tri-state area, and especially points south of here, just to be advised that probably Saturday afternoon into early Saturday evening, the weather is going to be at its worst. We'll probably see the heaviest rainfall, some embedded convection, some of the convection, especially as is indicated here on the, on the map, south of the, the New York area could be rather potent. Uh, that's all you really need to know. And I think a lot of this is gonna be done after about eight or nine o'clock on Saturday evening. Uh, a nice swath of dry air coming in 
and, and a really lovely uh, and rather brisk northwesterly flow, both at the surface and aloft by Sunday morning, which tells me that Sunday and probably Monday too, going to be a couple of really nice days as opposed to the uh, uh, couple of uh, not so nice days we're going to be going through Friday and Saturday. Here's the uh, 18Z surface map. I'm going to freshen it up to the 21. And uh, you see where Laura is on the 21Z map. But 33.4, 92.8 is the Hurricane Center's position. And all the way up to the north, now back over us, there's that frontal boundary that this morning was sitting south of New York City. Now it's lying from uh, Rhode, southern Rhode Island across northwest Connecticut to just south of Albany. Uh, there's a little wave there that's near Syracuse. And, of course, you've got the frontal boundary extends right across southern Michigan, southern Wisconsin, and back through Iowa. And you get these little ripples that sort of move along uh, on, on that front. So uh, kind of, it gives you the idea of, of what exactly we're dealing with. Uh, the uh, WPC uh, folks uh, indicating that we could wind up between now and Sunday. Well, this goes through next uh, Thursday. So I believe if I my memory serves, there's another rain. Uh, there, there's some more chances for showers and storms uh, after Monday. So uh, in total, rainfall amounts of uh, two to three inches over the next week. Uh, I don't know how much of that is going to be uh, maybe an inch to an inch and a half, perhaps, uh, if we... Uh, if, if the rain lines up correctly with um, Saturday, we'll see. Uh, but you see the big bullseye is in southern Missouri, northern Arkansas, uh, with uh, Laura right now. Most of that is with Laura, and then that extends into Kentucky and Tennessee and points eastward into the central uh, Appalachians. Uh, starts to dry out a bit as you get into south, north and south Carolina, especially near the coast. And we don't have any other tropical storms to worry about at the moment, so that's a good thing. So let's jump over to uh, the NAM uh, from uh, late this afternoon. The short-range models today uh, weren't perfect, but at least they had it, <laughs> so it helped. And in fact, if you look at what's supposed to be right now, the NAM uh, really kind of underplaying the whole area, the extent of the area of, uh, of shower and thunderstorm activity that we saw on the radar earlier. Now, this drops to the south, and then tomorrow during the afternoon, you see there isn't too much that develops here on the NAM model anyway, but I'm going to be a little cautious with all this tropical air and this frontal boundary. And let's widen out so we can take a look at Saturday. But at this stage, you've got uh, the remnant low of Laura still there on the NAM, hasn't quite absorbed it completely until uh, Saturday morning. And then it becomes part of the cold front. We're back in the warm sector, Joe, on Saturday. The warm front on the NAM is all the way up to Boston at this point. And then you see these showers and storms that fire up Saturday afternoon. Haven't been here as early as one o'clock in the afternoon. And as you said, by eight or nine o'clock at night, uh, the front is uh, right on top of us, right on the coast and through. And all this dry air that's back through here, that's uh, coming in for Sunday and Monday. Right. And uh, the uh, discussions also, the long-range discussions were suggesting or indicating that the GFS was rather robust with the next splurge, if you will, of rain or thunderstorm activity from later, Tuesday, later Monday into Tuesday. And the European model, not so much. So there's a little bit of a difference of opinion in the meteorological sense, I guess, uh, as to how much rain we're going to see uh, come uh, early to middle of next week. 
but uh, uh, I think we're going to get at least a couple of day break here on Sunday and Monday in terms of some really nice weather and always those fresh northwesterly winds are always quite welcome. We haven't seen enough of those the, uh, this summer. Yeah, by the way, I, I just pulled up the European from today uh, when you were talking before about the fact that the European was keeping uh, Laura as pretty much a separate system. Well, that has <clears throat> now the European has gone the way of the other models uh, where you still have an identifiable feature of Laura in eastern Kentucky uh, separate from the low, the 94 low that's in Lake Huron. And it still kind of leaves it separate, but it, the, the front is the dominating factor. There's going to be an identifiable feature that you're going to be able to follow along on the um, on the radar and on the satellite to an extent. Uh, and it might enhance the shower and thunderstorm activity to a degree. Uh, but I don't, I don't, we're not going to see the, the, uh, I don't think we're going to see the center of that, that whatever identifiable feature there is coming up this far north. You'll get the front through here. There'll be something on the radar that we can point to and say, okay, that's what's left of Laura. The front goes by Sunday and Monday look good. Yeah. The uh, Europeans probably a little bit slower. I'm thinking with respect, with respect to bringing uh, the moisture back in uh, along about Tuesday. And uh, Joe, uh, what do you think about this? Now, I've heard a couple of forecasts, uh, you know, they're alluding to, well, it's going to be moving off the mid-Atlantic coast, the remnants of Laura, and still going to be quite strong. And we may still be subject to winds of 20 to 40 miles per hour. Quite frankly, I don't think we're going to be seeing that much in the way of wind at all. I think the main feature of what's going to happen here later Saturday or Saturday evening will be from the from the cold front. Yeah. And that in terms of convection. Which you would have gotten anyway. Right. Right, and, spot, and and some spots of possibly moderate or briefly heavy rain. But in terms of uh, the, 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 you know, inferring that we might see, you know, gusty winds as high as 40 miles an hour because the, the, the former hurricane or the remnant low is now passing to our south, I really don't, I really don't see that. No, I don't, I don't either. And uh, I'm, I'm just following the GFS along here, uh, thinking about how nice it's going to be for Sunday and Monday with the height of the north, and then it kind of starts to go back the other way on Tuesday uh, with some showers and then another cold front that comes through late in the week, and then we'll have some dry air behind it. Right now, uh, Sal Blandino is watching. Uh, uh, it, I would say it looks promising for the Labor Day holiday weekend, at least the first two days, maybe even the third day, the way it oh, looks. You're, you're so, going all the way out to... Uh... You're going out what? How many how many days? Like, like. Uh, well, that's not. Days, well, that's days? next weekend. Not this weekend. No, not this weekend. Next weekend. Right. So, so he's been asking like about it. Days or twelve he, days. I know, but he, Joe, he's been asking about it, and I, I can't deny him. Oh, okay. You All know, right. he's got a very busy schedule, and he probably has, you know, a whole slew of dames he's going to be meeting up with. <laughs> I realize, of course, that this is the, this coming weekend is the last weekend of August, folks. I mean, ouch. <laughs> I know, it is rolling right along. It is moving. Look how cold, yeah, look how, I'm looking at the upper air here for the end of August. And, you know, you see the the 500, the the, the anomalies, and, uh, and you see that the blue area really basically tells you how cold it is aloft. It's it's pretty cold aloft over the northeast. No wonder we're getting uh, this uh, the the, uh, the the severe weather that we're, we're we're seeing tonight. We're kind of on the edge of uh, of this northwest flow and this right. deep upper low to the northeast. 
And you know, the upper atmosphere is actually fairly chilly going into next week. Now, it modifies later next week because a ridge builds along the east coast. And then you get another trough that comes through just go, just before you go into the Labor Day holiday weekend. And then the ridge builds actually, if the GFS is right, we're at day eight and nine. Uh, that east-west ridge that's been around pretty much all summer uh, is back uh, in the southeastern part of the United States and just kind of pivots a little bit as the next trough drops in uh, into the northeast later in the forecast period. I will say this with respect to the tropics. Uh, I, I, I've seen a few people put out, um, a few people that, that, are, that are better at the long range than I am, uh, thinking that... Uh, uh, in about a week or so, we're going to see the, you know, we're going to take a little bit of a break here uh, with the, uh, the, the uh, with Laura being gone uh, and uh, the atmosphere may start to rev up some more tropical activity in about a week or so. And, uh, then, and, and then in about two weeks, it's going to really rev up. So <laughs> we, we got a busy September ahead of us. Yeah, that, were you, are you are you quoting Bill? Um, am I call, um, am I quote uh, a few people? Bill, uh, yeah. uh, cranky weather guy, uh, and uh, one or two others that I I I, I read uh, over uh, this morning uh, with uh, some uh, pontificate you know sort of broad brush pontifications about the long range, and um, they 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 usually they've been pretty good with it so. Uh, I'm certainly not making it my forecast, definitely giving them the credits, so, but that's what they, that's what they're saying. And they've done pretty well so far this, uh, this tropical season. Well, we'll see what happens. Of course, the traditional peak of the hurricane season, not too far away, September 10th, and then we'll slide down. I don't know how quickly we're going to slide down climatologically speaking. It looks like this particular season, we may still have our hands full even into the middle or latter part of October, and who knows, maybe even spilling over into November as well. All right, so uh, just speaking of the Tropic Center, is looking at two uh, areas of disturbed weather. One is right over the Cabo Verde Islands. Uh, they uh, aren't forecasting development of either one, a 20% chance uh, out for five-day development, and nothing uh, is going to happen until it gets further along in the tropical Atlantic. So we're talking about sometime around the uh, early part of next week. Another tropical wave is uh, in the central tropical Atlantic, and it's a, a bit on the farther south, and that looks to be moving into the uh, Eastern Caribbean. And uh, this one uh, may, they, they say gradual development is possible during the next several days as it moves west at 15 to 20 miles an hour, and they give this a 30% chance of possibly developing uh, in the uh, in the next five days, but there's nothing imminent uh, with respect to um, tropical cyclone development, and that's a, that's that's a good thing. Uh, we're well, back. That, we're back on uh, full had, screen, by the way. Considering that we that we just have gone through a week here where we had one, you know, tropical system at the start of the week, Marco. Marco, everybody forgot about Marco all of a sudden. Right. And now we have, and now we have Laura. So yeah, I guess the atmosphere will be taking like a little bit of a a little bit of a breather uh, before it revs up again, as you just mentioned, uh, in the next week or two. All right, so I, I think we kind of run through everything. There's not there's not much uh, there's not much else that uh, that I have to say. I, I don't know about you, but we haven't had a day we haven't had a day off in a while. 
so I'm kind I'm kind of I'm kind of tired. Yeah, I, I just want to uh, acknowledge uh, A&M Weather, who uh, hit the chat board, Super Chats uh, tonight. And Joe, he says, have a cigar on me, if you will. Uh, uh, still partake. Thank you. you. Yes. You know, not, not me. Uh, but uh, I, he said, I have been informed by your show for years now. Thank you. Do you know where I could take good certificate classes online for uh, weather, geology, or chemistry? Want to expand on my AS degree? Uh you know, I know people uh, in the broadcasting field, when they want to get a certificate of their uh, AMS seal, they take a correspondence course from Mississippi State University. I don't know if they still right. do they, I think they still do. Plus, the way things are right now with a lot of colleges offering online stuff, you might as well check you know, Penn State and, and um, all the other universities uh, that, uh, that, that uh, have programs, Oswego. Uh, in upstate New York, you might want to check uh, check that out. Uh, and uh, thank you for hitting super chat, AM and M weather. Really appreciate it. A N M weather. Um, yeah. Really do appreciate it greatly. Uh, yeah, check those out. Check all the schools that have meteorology programs because if they're all doing stuff online, you might be able to do it at a discount price. Because uh, a, a lot yeah. of schools, particularly this, particularly the smaller schools. A lot of schools are um, are are cutting uh, prices for people that uh, for not having uh, classes on campus. So you might even check Stony Brook, uh, and if you're a resident of the uh, People's Republic of the State of New York, you get a break in the tuition. On the other hand, if you're a resident of the People's Republic of the State of New Jersey, uh, you can check Rutgers uh, right there. Right. So, also Albany, Albany, you know, Albany. Okay. Although Albany is known as a party school. Oh really? <laughs> well, it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but every time, every time I see somebody mention Albany U, they always add that line that Albany had the repu Albany U had the reputation of being um, a party school. Also, how about Western? Uh, was it Westcon? Western Connecticut. Western Connecticut, and um, also Oneonta. My my wife is a graduate of Oneonta. Mm -hmm. Oneonta. Meteorology program, and uh, let's not also forget uh, Alan Casper School, Linden State, up in uh, New England. Uh, no, well, he didn't go to Linden State. Uh, he he went to Belknap College, and 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 uh, that okay. that's clue that that's been closed for for many years now. Uh, but okay. Linden State, my understanding is that they may they may be closing down. Uh, from what I somebody I, I saw somebody post about that. I didn't really look into it, but that they may be uh, you know having their that they may be having some kind of difficulties of some sort. Uh, I wonder if the city is well, I uh, city college. Do they still have? I don't uh, believe they do. They don't. I mean, that's 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 it. City College. When you and I were going to City College, they had some real first-class instructors. They had uh, Professor William Don, D O N N. Right. They all came uh, from NYU. NYU and Columbia. Uh, Jerome Spar. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Albert Ehrlich. Uh, and Professor of course, Ehrlich. Gitzman, Professor Romer. Yeah. Professor Gatzelman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. They were all first-class. In fact, I went to a convention. A few years ago, um, I think it was in 2017, and I was sitting next to, uh, uh, I, I believe, a Chinese, um, I, I, not a young Chinese, and 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 it was it turned out to be uh, Quan Kong at the uh, Weather Prediction Center. Oh, okay. Uh, and 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 we see him occasionally. You know, when he when they do long range maps or short term maps, you'll see at the bottom it's it's a you know you see Kong and. Yes. Uh, 
And and I he was sitting right next to me, and I was talking to Renata about uh, Dr. Getzelman, and he taps me on the shoulder. He said, "Excuse me, Stan Getzelman." He says, "I was in Stan Getzelman's class. He was in Stan Getzelman's class in like the 1990s. I was in Stan's class in the 70s." I know. And we took a picture with each other, like, and I sent it over to Stan. I said, "Well, here you are, Stan. Two of your star students." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. I hope I hope A and M uh, weather is successful in uh, in being able to line up uh, a college uh, and uh, uh, get a few courses in with uh, with meteorology. It, it's 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 great. It sure is. We made careers out of it, and we're still gasping for air, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here, Joe. We're here, still we're lurking here. about. You ever uh, see these TV stations? I saw a TV station not not a lot long ago. Where they had two, uh, no, excuse me, they had four fresh-faced young people. Um, I'm sure they're all good. I think they all had their their various uh, broadcast seals uh, uh, of accreditation or whatever. But the 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 narrator said, so and so, so and so, combined, they make 50 years, a half a century of <laughs> of uh, weather experience for you on whatever station it was. And I looked at that and I said to myself, my God, you put me and Chiaki together. <laughs> We, we got like 80 plus years. I know. David Scott has, has uh, confirmed, expect most of Saturday afternoon to be a washout and not just sat, scattered storms. I tend to think that the, 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 the stuff for Saturday afternoon into Saturday evening is going to be a bit on the widespread side rather than uh, um, scattered stuff from what, yeah. I, what I saw. Yeah, I would say I think- so. The morning might be okay, but the, the afternoon after one or two o'clock, there's, there's going to be a fair amount of stuff around. I can't even find it now. I've got so many papers here flying about or whatever. But I did figure out, I figured that on Saturday, Joe, overall, particularly in the afternoon and early part of the evening, uh, some places could pick up upwards to an inch of, uh, of rain uh, out of uh, the mayhem that's being churned up by that cold front and also the remnants of, uh, of Laura. So, yeah, it's, it looks kind of wet. But uh, the antithesis, the opposite of that, we're going to be on the other side of the spectrum Sunday and Monday, look like a couple of really nice days with much lower humidity. Lots of sunshine, much drier weather. 50-50 weekend, it looks like right now. Johnny Quest asks a question that I think is a logical question to ask. He says, why do they start the numbers in the 90s for the invest? Like they have, you know, invest 95L, 96L, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. To tell you the truth, I don't know. (laughs) It's a good question, but I don't know why they do it that way. It's probably a federal government it's uh, yeah. There's there's some bureaucratic reason why they do it. I just don't right. know what it is. Right. Um, you'd have to ask somebody at NHC. They would tell you. I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would know pretty much the whole background to that. But I I've never been able to understand it myself. I just simply look and I say, oh look, there's a a tropical. And anyway, it's confusing. People are you know they talk about Laura. And say, you mean she's going to regenerate back into a tropical storm when she gets back over the ocean? Because they see the map and they see yeah. the open circle with the S in it, but it's it's not a tropical storm. It's, it's a post-tropical or extra-tropical. Yeah, yeah. Or non-tropical. Or, or non-tropical. Or a, yeah. or a winter-like storm. Why don't you just call it a nor'easter? A nor- yeah, well, <laughs> we go on go go down that road again. All right, so let's wrap it up so that we can catch a little bit of a break. It's only a 42-minute show instead of an hour and 42 minutes. So uh, tomorrow night, I guess, we'll pop in again? I guess so. All right, and then we'll probably – if look, I'm going to tell you right now. If we're if we're on Saturday 
if we're on Saturday, then I actually would want to take Saturday off, even if it's raining in the afternoon. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If we're on Saturday, you want to take Saturday? No, no, no. Off? I was, I'm trying to think if we work, if we see, I'm starting to get tired. So the days are, are beginning to just pile up one after another and feeling like they're the same. So that's why I'm yeah. having an issue here. So if we wind up doing something on Saturday because there's severe weather around, then right. maybe we'll take a break and not do a Sunday show. Right. Well, that okay. makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we'll decide that. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow for Saturday, and then we'll make a decision. Okay. All right. All right, folks. You heard it here first. We're not sure what we're doing. So, uh, <laughs> everybody I'm have. I'm happy a... I didn't lose power. I'm happy I didn't lose power right well, now. Well, that's true. Uh, so everybody have a great night. Thanks for being here. Uh, we uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Junior's on. Hello, Junior. Good to see you, buddy. Um, I'm sorry. I was about to say goodbye. Uh, you, by the way, you can uh, catch the show in, in, a, in podcast format. It'll be up in about an hour, and it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Anchor, on Spotify, and a whole bunch of uh, other podcast sites. So if you can't find us uh, uh, doing something live or you don't want to sit and watch through a video, but you can put your earbuds on and you want to listen to it, just try the podcast. And if you do try the podcast, by the way, subscribe to the podcast channel. Uh, it does us a lot of good. All right. Have a great uh, day, everybody. Have a great evening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.